Welcome to Automation Advocates, a show where we will talk about automation, manufacturing, and meet some of the personalities that are involved in the industry and get their perspectives. We hope you enjoy listening as much as we enjoy creating. Thanks, and here's the show. Episode 23. Ooh, MJ in the house. We got to come back to that piece. Um, we're all here. Good morning. Afternoon. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about robots in, we're going to say healthcare. Yeah, that's a good way. Because you've got pharmaceutical, you've got surgical, mm-hmm. you've got um, um, the robots that answer the phone. And also maybe interesting things in imaging technology too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can't produce all that uh, imagery without... Managing a bunch of helium around a bunch of uh, electrical powered magnets, as I'll be experiencing later today. Yeah. Yeah. But back to the MJ thing. Did you see his house is for sale in Chicago? Oh, I'm sure it is. The compound? No, I didn't. No one's buying it. Weird. Probably get a everything in the whole place has the number 23 etched into it. It's kind of like that Jim Carrey movie. Yeah. What was the number there? Was it three or? 13, 13 three. It was, yeah. It was it's pretty obnoxious. Yeah, it, was, it was a little egotistical. Okay, so fast forward. Is it $23 million? <laughs> there you go. Nailed it. And 23 cents. Oh, yeah. Wrong yeah. button. All day. That was supposed to be the drum roll button. It's all good. It's not. <sighs> so you can't run. Well, good. I, yeah, I'm not running a lot, but that's fine. I'll get over it. The fall is generally... Uh, Recovery time for me anyway, but yeah, so I've got um, self-prescribed patella tendonitis and I'm getting an MRI later today to confirm it because I, I'm impatient with my physical therapy and if I need to get surgery, I'd rather get it today than tomorrow. So um, surgical robots are enabling surgeons and healthcare providers to minimize the um, incision points, uh, the size of the incision points. Mm-hmm. And then more importantly, they the way I understand it, like the Da Vinci robot, which is the kind of, um, I think they're the market leader. Uh, not only does it allow um, surgeons to live in multiple air, or in certain areas and then operate in multiple areas, so kind of like a hub spoke model. So you can have a surgeon living in Minneapolis and, and operating a robot in Atlanta. And um, that's due to a whole host of automation in terms of data management. And then the other thing I find fascinating is the amount of buffering, mm-hmm. right? So you've got uh, a trembling hand of, let's say, a, a more mature, experienced surgeon. Well, the buffering of the robot doesn't allow that trembling of the tool inside the body of the patient. So then the, the um, actions are more deliberate mm-hmm. and the outcome, more importantly, is better for everybody. Well, and I think too, you know, I'm just, I'm pulling this thing up, right? And they've got different variants. They've got them with one head, three heads. I don't know. This one looks like it's got four or five. They're on wheels. They move around. Yeah, it's it's basically um, the precursor to 3D printing. You know, you've got a multi-axis setup uh, anywhere from three to six. And then you've got, if you've just pointed out multiple heads so that you can yep. do you know, multiple grabs, pinches, cuts, lasers, uh, sucks, injections, 
And what's interesting to me, too, so I did a machine 18 years ago, uh, and it was a master-slave telerobot. So not quite the Da Vinci, because we weren't doing it fly over the wire 3,000 miles away. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea was these two arms would be stuck on a platform mm-hmm. with a umbilical cord attached back to... Uh, consoles where you had kind of like what they've got here, right? You've got a, a joystick that you can open and close and then move around. And for those, yeah, this isn't a video podcast. Justin's making a lot of <laughs> T-Rex hand motions. Yeah, it, it looks like he only has three fingers, his thumb and his two, uh, his index and his forefinger. And he's using them to essentially make scissor and grabbing motions. And that's how the articulations of each point of the robot, or the Da Vinci robot, the surgical robot, whatever it is, to actually, or as in Justin's instance, the co-robot, is essentially what it sounds like. Mm, not it's sort of, right? A user, right? So it, it, it's not programmed? It's always it's not be- programmed. It's just driven. Although I think you could program it. We never did because it, it was for some radioactive cleanup stuff so you'd never have a reason to program no, it because every instance of use is going yeah. to be unique so what they do is they they protect the user with this extension robot essentially yeah right? i mean three feet oil filled window and cameras and you're on the other side of a building you know yeah. this thing's attached to a crane so you can deploy it wherever you want you got socket wrenches but what i thought was rad was as you moved it or as you grabbed onto something like a tool or a bolt you felt it, right? You so that took feedback 18 yep. years ago. Yeah, I mean, it was force feedback of sure. the... So predating that, there was what was called a master-slave manipulator where it was through a hole in the wall and it was all mechanical, right? So if you bumped into something, you felt the mechanical bump. Yep. They made this thing digital, so yep. you could digitally feel it. But then on top of that, like, let's say you were lifting a 25-pound load all day. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe your arm gets tired because mm-hmm. you can feel 25 pounds as you're pulling. Mm-hmm. You could say, oh, by the way, I want to eliminate 25 pounds of gravity. Yeah. So it, it also was able to do things like that. And I think with the Da Vinci, right, you could, and I don't know if they've done this, but you could also exaggerate or unexaggerate, like you're talking about with the buffer, the motion, right? So yep. one foot of my translation could be one millimeter of translation on the screen or on the tool. Yeah, because that gives the doctor more resolution. Yeah, yep. which is super cool because now all of a sudden you're able to manipulate things at micro levels that absolutely would and be terrifying it, otherwise. Exactly, and that's that is that is the beauty of automation is you get more resolution when you have the data set or the what's the better way to put it the funnel. Mm-hmm. To, to kind of gather that in. Sure, sure. Yeah. You got a bigger uh, microphone in front of your mouth. Well, and I think <clears throat> I find interesting. So my dad has had a very long career in HVAC controls. Okay. Over 40 years, recently retired. And his specialty was operating rooms at the hospitals near Chicago, in and on and around. Uh, and so it was very interesting from his standpoint, the automation required just to heat and cool the room. Keep humidity <clears throat> at like a 30%. Correct. So he would have to understand the operating specifications to these robots, yep. right? Uh, and then there are specifications to medical standards. 
Yep. You have to have, you know, so much coolness, um, how the airflow in the room, all the backup systems and redundancies. So that was automated as well. Mm-hmm. Is that where the patient laid on the bed, how the temperature had to be blowing down on them, air had to be funneling at them and away from the body. You could never, yeah. you know, I don't think people take that into account, the environment to make this yeah. Or any surgery yeah. successful. That's why you're not getting surgery in uh, Chad versus uh, Chicago. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't Boy. think they're really worried about it down there in Chad. No, no. And then the sensors needed on that side to maintain within a 0.01 of temperature totally. at all times, all the filtration systems, evacuation systems. Just very interesting what he has learned of these robots just in setting up the operating rooms over yeah. the years. And to Justin's point... You used to have what you call the umbilical cord, and now they don't. But even how the cabling is run in and out of the room and how they secure oh, that. And so it's been interesting from the other view as well, all the automation that goes into any surgery with mm-hmm. or without a robot. And then you can go out to the power system and the mm-hmm. automatic transfer switch and the gen set. So there's got to be a local person as well. Has to be, right? What do you mean? If we so, got the guy in Minnesota... Let's say the lady in Minnesota is operating the robot, and then there's a team in, in surgery suite in, in Atlanta? Yeah. All day. Yeah, because if that wire goes down... Money. It's like, a hospital, man. Wow. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> the people in Atlanta got six people in that room. It's not like, like, hey, Justin, welcome to Atlanta Surgery Center. We're just going to have old Hector here push you into that room. Hector says, adios, and then closes the door, you're and good. you're just you're solo. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. They got to have a nurse anesthetist. Yeah, soothing music a, plays. They gotta but there's got to be a no shit doctor, too. Well, sure. Nice. Then they got to have a robot attendant doctor. At, at least at the side. I should be the robot doctor. The robot doctor. The guy mm-hmm. that takes care of the robot? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you'd have to get out behind your screen and stop doing conference Periodically calls. massage the robot, yeah. get it ready for yeah. its next deal. Yeah. I, there was a there was a, a heartbeat where I was going to sell um, for Stryker um, sure. medical supplies and uh, like hip replacements. And I got, uh, I got a day where I got to walk around with a, a dude who did this. And uh, this is inside baseball, but I got to go into the locker room of the surgery suite with a bunch of doctors. Dude, I thought I swore. Like, it was awesome. The way (laughs) doctors talk, I was like, oh, this is, I'm like, I like this game already. I don't know why it never didn't. I don't think it it never panned out. I don't know why I didn't get that job. Mm. But I I could have definitely enjoyed that locker room. Speaking of locker rooms, hockey ran a skosh late last night. Mm-hmm. And it got me to the topic because I feel like I've gotten in a fight. Um, have you seen the massage therapy cobots too now? Well, uh, I mean, there's the Theragun. Yeah, no, no, no. So picture taking that Theragun and bolting it on the end of a cobot. Well, that makes sense. Sure. Kind of scary, but kind of neat. Yeah, but I mean, it, it, it's it's just iteration, right? It's I mean, it's not scary. It's expected. You're not you're not scared. You're just attributing your mom's adjective to what your reality is. Yeah, but I don't want to get squished by a cobot. It's not that strong. Well, What's it got? Six kilograms of maximum force. That's what they say. Right? Is it six kilo? Some of them. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. And so what's it going to do? It's just going to push into your shoulder harder? I mean, at worst, it's like a, you know, a slug hug, a slug bug punch, you know? <laughs> Here, hold still. Let me show that you. dated me. <laughs> but I, I, I think, you know, coming back to the topic, I mean, my, 
my thing is, is we can't get there fast enough, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to, to kind of come back and be a little bit more generous to the folks of Africa. I mean, we need, they need access to this healthcare too. And if we can um, outlay uh, the lesser fortunate uh, economies of the world with better infrastructure, then you can have telemedicine perpetuate better outcomes in further far-flung areas. I just had my first telehealth uh, FaceTime visit on Saturday. It was fantastic. I mean, they, they managed my expectations. They said, we'll call you in 90 minutes. She called me in 55 Really? Um, yeah. I sat down in my room. I had a FaceTime visit with her. I didn't have to go sit in an urgent care on a Saturday. I got steroids and an inhaler for this cough cold thing that I picked up from five airplanes in Europe, you know, mm. and I didn't have to wait in line. I didn't have to look at some other person's sick face. I, I didn't have to have that awkward discussion about insurance uh, with a person who was having a long day. You know, when you I just check in. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I just, <laughs> I love that I just part. opened up my Alina app and just went bloop. And then it's like, yeah, we can get you in in like 90 minutes. I'm like, sweet. And some, some nice MPA calls me up from Ham Lake with a picture of her kids behind her on her couch. And then we had a chat and I was like, hey, this happens to me about every year. You know, I've got a pretty good heart and cardiovascular system, but I can't kick this son of a gun and I want some boost. And she gave me some boost. Interesting. It was fantastic. So you don't have to run like a battery of tests to go, oh, it's just a virus. You'll just have to tough it out. No, I mean, we're in this trifecta of dog shit right now of RSV, influenza, Correct. and COVID. And mm-hmm. I have, I've got all the shots for all, you know, all that I can get. And, uh, and, I, and I traveled my ass off, you know. And yeah. uh, I'm up to gold status now. I was going <laughs> to say, you? yeah, oh, look at you. Big time. Yeah. I think and, I'm uh, silver. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. And, uh, but... But the, the point is, is, you know, automation made that possible, right? Because I didn't have to go and have that terrible experience of an urgent care on Saturday, which, mm. I mean, you can make all the comments you want about healthcare in America, but it's still the nice that, that you, you had it. have that option. Correct. Right. And, uh, you know, and, and then I just giggled all the way to Walgreens in two visits and, and got my, my medications and mm. prednisone is still $2 and 60 cents for, you know, 40 tablets. It's awesome. And uh, steroids are great. Um, I think we really need to compartmentalize steroids in sport versus steroids and, you know, <laughs> the, the rest yeah. of us, you know. But, yeah, I, I, I think, um, you know, the other thing that I'm concerned about or I'm excited about to see happen because of surgical robots is the distribution of um, the ability to go in and, and put in. Uh, you've got stem cells. Mm-hmm. You've got PRP injections, and I anticipate they are working on putting boundaries around those therapies, right? Because of the initial insets of uh, stem cells is they, they go, oh, Justin, we'll just inject you with some your own stem cells. Well, then Justin would get a mass growing in an area of his body that wasn't the intended target. And you're like, oh, you know, and that's like the, the scariest part is like, oh, you know, we fixed your knee, but you've got a you've got a growth on L4 now, you know. Yeah, you know, potato, <laughs> tomato. Yeah. So, you know, that's the neat thing about the, the precision provided by these robots is that you're going to be able to 
uh, I mean, my goal, I would, if I could ask for anything, would be able to regrow cartilage, right? The I was going to say knees, sure. yep, cortisone, yeah. like use yeah. a placement of, right? Yeah, because cortisol is, your cortisone is just a, a one-time Temporary, shot. Yeah. yeah, it's a Band-Aid. It's a terrible one. But, um, I mean, in 2008, 2009, University of Chicago was growing cartilage in 16-year-olds. Hmm. You know, it's like, okay, that's, that's good. That's 14, 15 years ago. Let's advance that science now and yeah. say, let's just say... We only want the anterior 25% of the patient's right knee to grow cartilage. And here is the injection point with the robot. And right. Bang. Well, in speaking of injection points, um buddy of mine had a heart challenge this year. Mm-hmm. Um, little hole between two of the chambers. Little hole. Yeah. Um, but big enough that every once in a while they decided to co-mingle and swish around. And that's bad. Causes clots and other shenanigans. Mm -hmm. And I think about things like that or bypass surgery where it used to be, well, let's go get the big sawzall and cut your chest wide open. Exactly. Then your recovery time is insane. And it isn't because of the work on your heart. It's because the rest of your chest was ripped open. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Where now they made like a pinhole or a, you know, a pen, a quarter inch hole in his leg. Yeah. And through the ability to articulate this thing, right? So it's not quite a robot, but you're still driving it. Yeah. They got all the way to his heart, exploded this thing to seal it all up with some magic on it that the platelets all stuck to and grew tissue and poof, you're good. Yeah. Um, Same thing with stints, right? That's a big business here in the Twin Cities. Huge, huge business. they're, they're, it's way different than it was. And I'm like, well, holy cow. Was it knee replacements you're walking within what? Well, Same yeah, day. You, ha- you have day, to. Like, yeah. You have to. But just the recovery time on yeah. people having, you know, knees replaced, your uh, hips replaced. Yeah. 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 It's incredible. Yeah. Okay. I, and then the other thing that you, you always have to recommend or remember is with the surgery robots is now you don't have to accommodate the size of a human's hand. Correct. Right. The like guy who wrote the book on, um, Rectal and anal surgery, Stanley Goldberg. He's he's in Edina, right? I, I had to meet him one time, <laughs> and uh, that sounds like a very memorable experience. Yeah, yeah. he's he's got hands bigger than Justin. I mean, huge, I mean, <laughs> huge hands. And you're <laughs> thanks for a different show. And you're like, all right, Doc, what are we gonna do here? And uh, <laughs> turns out it was uh, it was uh, what's the what's the word for not cancerous? So that was good. But uh, you, you meet him and you're like, wow, geez Louise. You know, so you, if you don't have to accommodate the human hand For sure. to get into the body. Mm-hmm. You know, when they did my meniscectomy in 05 or 06, they hydraulically separate your knee. Right? So they, they band the, above your knee and they band below it. And then they, they, fill, know, your, know. they fill your knee with hydraulic Ooh. fluid. Right? Yeah. Saline. Yeah. Right, in this instance. And your knee expands. And a friend of mine who connected me with the doc, she uh, witnessed the surgery. And they went to, they had three incision points. So they had a sucker, they had a camera, and then they had a tool port. And when they went to cut the meniscus that had been destroyed from snowboarding and had folded over and was impeding the function of my knee and causing all the swelling, he went to cut that. And it was such a big piece that it actually clogged the sucker and the sucker shot out of my knee and she fainted 
in the OR. Uh-huh. Holy uh-huh. shit. Because all this hydraulic fluid is in going. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Looking back, you can but laugh. But the surgery's then, done then, right? Because yeah, yeah, the yeah, chunk yeah. came out. Chunk's so gone. Let yeah, her go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, Let her buck. buck. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Ooh, I can see the fainting. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Maybe I should not have had breakfast so, today. So the, the idea is, like, my recovery was based on two two pieces, right? It was mm-hmm. the actual trauma from cutting part of my body out and then the hydraulic separation. So if you can remove or reduce the mm-hmm. hydraulic separation because your tool set can get smaller, yes. well then, again, better outcome, right? Quicker recovery time. Right. So that's the, that's the benefit. And there was some, forgive me, I don't have the name of the company that I read about this week that kind of prompted today's topic, but the... There's been an advancement recently where I interpreted it was at least a half order of magnitude in times of uh, making it smaller. You're getting more and more tiny robot tool actu- you know, actuation. You get yeah. higher resolution. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, bravo, good deal. Game on. I hope we don't ever need it, but um, it's getting better. So speaking of resolution. Mm-hmm. Imaging. Yes. So Sarah, once upon a time, had a child. Oh, my gosh. So think about the imaging then. Oh, it was ridiculous. You had one ultrasound because I was not considered high risk. You got one. And today I think you get them every other day, it seems like. Dude, you can get a kit shipped to your house. You can just do it yourself. Yeah. For and, real? Yeah. And there was oh, no geez. 3D. And again, unless you had a medical reason mm-hmm. to be that level of detail... You didn't get it. So we had the one shot, the one time at 20 weeks, and you get the pretty pictures, and I still have them maybe in a box somewhere. But I And by pretty, it's like dog shit, 12-bit, grayscale. You have better imaging through your your oven door at cookies. I know. Well, you're like (laughs) this. You're like, like you could kind of see, like, here's the face. I think this is an arm. They like had arrows with, you know, pointing out, this is a leg and arm. You're like, it's a boy. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because of that peak right there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So he was, um, (laughs) yeah, it was like, it was a boy, but to your point, Justin, now today, and then I had a C-section because he was a, a very large, large child. Um, and my recovery was based on the fact that I had severe abdominal surgery. Yeah. So I couldn't even hold him coming yeah. home. I had to have care for me yeah. for weeks before I was cleared to drive, walk, right, yeah. put on my own shoes. Yeah. Um, I just think fast forward today, Justin, to your point, a lot of my friends are having babies and like every week they get this new image yeah. and now it's 3d is standard. Yeah. yeah, yeah and you yeah. went, I think you can get an Instagram account for your baby now. Yeah. Oh, and, and like they have like a, f- yeah. Attached the f- to your GE imaging. Right. And this face and you're like, Oh, you already know what your kid looks like. I'm like, wow. I was just lucky that I wasn't having an alien then. Like we had some <laughs> arms and legs going on, but going to make Charlie do a cough laugh here. Um, but it's true, right? It's pretty impressive. I mean, and, you know, that imaging gets used for other things, too, which is mm-hmm. great. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a good point. And then, I mean, then I'm excited to see what, the, you know, there, there's, a, I believe it's based here. It's virtual radiology, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got these uh, doctors of radiology who have probably the cushiest job in the whole wide world. Um, they walk into their home office. It's pretty a black room. And they've got four big screens. And, and they, they read... 
X rays yeah. and other stuff. So some cat's gonna get my mm-hmm. MRI today and they're gonna yep. read it and they're gonna ship the file, you know, probably before the end of uh I don't know, whoever's match is on the World Cup this afternoon that he's watching on number four screen and is over and he's gonna Crazy. ship it over to my doc and be like, Yeah, yeah, he needs this or he's good to go or he's just a weenie. It's one of those three. I know it mm. is. <laughs> I guess a good better best was was the response to but can you imagine um, being able to read them now compared to then, you really had to interpret a shadow or a hint of a shadow or a lack of a shadow. And today I think the imagery is sharper. You still need an expert to read it. But I think the, you know, the um, prognosis is more accurate now. <laughs> yeah. Like they'll be able to, com- you know, tell you with more certainty. <laughs> Resolution's greater. Resolution's greater. Yep. That data pipe is bigger. Well, and they did a... Uh... This summer they did a ultrasound on the arteries in my neck. Are you gonna get that uh, that neck surgery for the so you can look like the Rock or what? Yeah, <laughs> totally. Exactly what was going on. No, some weird lightheaded shenanigans going on. Oh, is that your vitamin D thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, it was cool. She's like, "Have you ever had this done before?" And I'm like, "No." Yeah. And so she was actually walking me through as they were positioning it and holding it and moving it. Did you have like a really cold dye in your body? Barium. No, it was, uh, that's not good for you, by the way. I've had it. It's a great story. <laughs> yeah. I, well, that's, yes. Um, no is the answer. But they just put the goo on me, and then they, like, held it. But you could the see, like, one. the, yeah, you could see the artery. Yeah. And you could see the heartbeat in the image as yeah. it opened and closed. And I was like, that's freaking rad. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I had a friend whose life got saved because of his Apple Watch. I mean, talk about medical innovation and, and I automation. Mm-hmm. I mean, he got told he had, uh, or what was it, uh, a- AFib. Yeah. And he went in and <clears throat> shocked him back to normal. And, you know, weird. Because your damn watch. So let's talk about your uh, barium. Uh, I was, uh, it was a senior year uh, spring break. We decided to surf and snowboard in the same weekend in yeah. California. Yeah. And uh, I went to um, rail slide a uh, 30-foot S-rail in Big Bear, and uh, I got really close. <laughs> and then I came back to hit it again. I'm like, oh, let's go a little faster. <laughs> and I didn't adjust my jump time. Yeah. And so I jumped late because I had increased my speed. Overshot? And I, no, I caught the, um, the front of the rail pointed down so it wasn't a dead-on hit. And I caught the top of my board on the underside of that curved down rail. And then I did something which is funny to talk about in terms of physics. I accelerated to zero across that <laughs> centrifugal force by my new pivot point of the center of my snowboard. And landed with my, my testicles hitting the uh, curved rail. Thankfully, it was curved so that my head didn't hit. Only my testicles hit and then my head missed the rail. My board oh. broke. Upward instead of downward. Oh, wow. You hit it hard enough, your board snapped. I snapped my board, and, and, and it, was at the, it was at the bottom of the hill, so there was all these people. Like, we were all sessioning this rail, and there's, like, six rails because it's <laughs> That dude's bear. dead. Yeah, and everybody runs up and like, holy cow, dude, is your knee okay? Is your knee okay? I'm like, I'm, and like I come to, and I'm like, my knee is fine. I'm like, we heard something break, and, like, it's my board. And they're like, no, it's your knee. And I'm like, look at my board, and my board's broken. And they're like, well, well, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm like, I feel like terrible in my testicles. How I'm many like, times I, did you throw up? Oh, I didn't, but I looked. Oh, the, the, doc, the, 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 um, 
I couldn't believe this to this day. The ski patrol person's like, calm down. I'm like, no, I broke my, my junk. And he's like, I didn't say junk at the time. He's like, calm down. I'm like, calm down, dude. I just broke my junk. Like, get off me. So then, so then they take me in and they're like, they're inspecting me. And of course I've got an audience now because everybody wants to see the kid that broke his snowboard and his junk. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't want an ambulance ride to go a mile and a half to the hospital. Like I'll get a ride for my friend. So I got a ride for my friend. And then uh, they uh, they scan me with the x-ray. They're like, we can't see anything, but you do have blood in your urine. So I was like, okay, what does that mean? And they're like, well, you need to go get a CAT scan. And I'm like, oh, great. You know, another spring break trip with a CAT scan. That's, that's going to be another. <laughs> I love this. Cheap, right? So then I, uh, I go across the street to get a CAT scan. And they're like, all right, so you ever had this done before? I'm like, I've had a CAT scan, yeah, but not in my junk. And they're like, okay, well, you've got blood in your body that isn't supposed to be where it's at, so we're going to inject you with this stuff. So they, they took out this syringe that, thankfully, I don't get scared of this stuff, but, I mean, it, it looked like a, mm-hmm. a really large toothpaste mm-hmm. uh, tube, and then it had a really large needle in it, and oh. it was incredibly cold, mm-hmm. and it was barium. And so they injected this barium in me. I, I'm pretty sure it was through an... IV of some sort. Yep. Or, yeah. And then I, I literally could feel that cold. Isn't it gross? Liquid coursing through, through my body. Mm-hmm. And then they scanned me nipples to knees and they tried to figure out where, where this blood was coming from. from. And yep. it's obviously from the trauma of the impact. Right. And they're like, um, you're good. Just come back in the morning and say hi to us before you drive home to South Dakota. And uh, I went home, made a pizza, and, you know, checked everything out and all the ways that you can check out if your junk works. And uh, <laughs> and everything uh, seemed to be fine in the morning. Perfect. So, yeah. Wow. So you had a better cat scan experience than I did. Um, I'm allergic to this stuff. You're allergic to barium? Mm-hmm. So you had to find out the hard way? Uh, yeah. Uh, senior year, um, I had a migraine for going on five days. And Whoa. they did a CAT scan thinking there must have been a tumor, a blockage, something's going on to yeah. cause this level of migraine for days. So just like you said, I remember being in the room and they like quite strap you down to the, you know, the they bed. They strapped you. Yeah, I guess for like, the imaging. Yeah. They, had to, they had to image my head. Yeah, so they yeah, wanted yeah, to yeah. have my head still. It's like yeah. they're trying to strap my head down so I don't inadvertently move. Yeah. And just like you said, they put this stuff in through the IV and I can feel it coursing. And I remember being in the machine and they're trying to like be calm. They're talking to you in soothing tones. And I kept saying, I need to get out. I need to get out. I don't feel good. I need to get out. And they're like, you're fine. You're fine. I'm like, I need to get out. And I, now I'm starting to move. They pull me out. And you have a headache. And I, and I have a headache. My mom, my poor mom, said the same thing. I like, basically, the minute I came out, I rolled to my side, vomited everywhere. In that room? In the room. <sighs> everywhere. And they're trying to get me unstrapped. And I'm in hives. <sighs> Hives. And so now, now you haven't slept. You have a headache. I haven't slept for days. I've got this migraine. Wow. I'm now, you know, in this room on the nurse, you know, everywhere. I've got hives. People are you running. Hit the nurse? Oh, yeah. Because she's trying to unstrap Center me. Mass? Yeah, because I'm panicking and they're trying to get me out and then hives. Oh, I yeah. I mean, I guess it's better than like chucking on yourself and then choking on it, right? So, like, uh, yeah, or hitting the machine because that's not a thing you want to clean. No. So, yeah. And what they were <laughs> able to catch, though, through all of this. I had impacted wisdom teeth. My wisdom teeth were coming underneath my bottom teeth and like down in my, like were coming underneath. So that's what was causing the headache 
because we had like my eyes checked. We had done all this checking and it wasn't going away. So they're thinking, is there a tumor, something pressing on something? That's what they were looking How for old in the you? scan. 17 at the time. Oh, that's right around wisdom teeth time. Yep. Yeah. And so um, funny enough, I had surgery then shortly thereafter and they had to uh, break apart my wisdom teeth in my jaw. They broke them apart ultrasonically, yeah. or how'd they do that? Yeah, no, with the surgery, pliers? Like, sur- oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I had like scars. A hammer and, and a punch. Dude, yeah, that's my favorite thing about surgery is it's so, pretty much body work. <laughs> it is body work. Thanks. So, yeah, that's my long story yeah. on wisdom teeth. But to your point, the, the imaging they were able to capture for, I did my best to hold still, but they were sure. able to capture before you upchucked. Before, yeah, all just splendidly everywhere. Um, but yeah, that, that, my wisdom teeth. That's Talk terrible. about being able to use that then to do surgery within a week, but feel way better now. But yeah, that was, uh, but I look at what, what, what they could do today to your point. Cause now it's on my chart that I'm allergic to the cat scan dye. Sure. But I mean, so, you can, you can scan your face with, uh, I mean, you go to a dentist but, office now, they have that correct, stand up 3d. 3D's. Yep, yeah. Yep. But isn't it interesting what you can do today now? Totally. Because if I were to go in, yeah. They'd have to find another way, right? Because yeah. yeah. that would make me sick. And I'm just um, wondering when the human gets pulled out of the robot aspect mm-hmm. of things. Because, I mean, if the imaging keeps, right, we're going to have this convergence mm-hmm. of imaging resolution is going to continue to go up. And then you're going to be able to, you're gonna, you've got alg- algorithmic power. Sure. And then you've got predictable and understood surgical um, programming. So we can be like, all right. Justin has a uh, third lung. It's impeding his ability to uh, digest food. We need to trim that lung. Here's what a normal lung sh- setup should look like. We're going to go in and cut that off, remove it. You know, that's a terrible example of a surgery. Well, and maybe, right? So I think about the challenges we're having with algorithms for self-driving cars. Yeah, but that's because there's so many variables. There's not a lot of variables in your body. I mean, is <laughs> I mean, I don't know about that. Yeah, but I mean, like, you don't have snow. Like, we're gonna, con- we've already con- sure. Sarah's dad's controlling the environment, right? Yeah. And then you know, the road in South Dakota is different than the road in Miami, and you gotta have a car that can do both. But like, I bet if we open you up and we open me up, <laughs> we're gonna find some things that. Yeah, but the proportions. No one has seen before. <laughs> yeah, but the proportions are roughly, you know, every like the counts are the same, you know. Ho- hopefully, roughly, hopefully, yeah. But they build roads differently in Edina than they do in Minneapolis. I mean, Edina well, doesn't leave in sidewalks. You know, you've got that little bit of iteration, and that's only ten miles. No one's walking there. That's why they're too busy driving around in their Escalades. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Good for them. Escalade. I was Escalade. Yeah. Whoops. So that's that's. I think I think that comes. If I had to make a race bet, I'd take. Uh, for driverless routine surgery things. robot yeah. versus driverless car because for the sure. driverless okay. car thing is i mean we still don't have regulation nope right mm-hmm. which obviously you're gonna have to have in the robot side of things but on the surgery robot side of things but i there's just too many and then you have the other thing is with the surgery robot is you only have one person it's one to one you don't have seventy five thousand people true trying to drive yeah. down the road in la and that's only 10 miles. Not even. With differing variants of what they're driving or not. Correct. Some Tires. of them are self driving. Some of them aren't. Some of them some are, are texting. Some are motorcycles, motorcycles down the middle of yeah. the lane. That's yeah. the most terrifying thing out there for me. Ah, it's so fun. Have you Dude, ever ridden I'm a more... bicycle down the middle of the lane? It's so yes, fun. But you're on like the I, you know, 
I five. Sure. Near stop doing 10 miles an hour and some dude on a motorcycle wings by it. Like Loud pipe save lives, man. No kidding. Well, yeah. It'd be my luck. I'm going to try changing lanes and totally. night night. I had an aunt lived in California her whole life. She watched a dude make a double lane change and uh, his body and his bike went underneath the semi and his head and his helmet went the other way. Oh, yeah. no. It's a rough start to the morning there. Yeah, that'll the put commute. you off your coffee. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, that's rough, man. So, yeah, you got to, you know, I, I don't think self-driving, I've, from what I've read recently, self-driving cars are, are greatly impeded and uh, have oh, been for sure. overly, you know, it's, it's, it's such a more complex problem. Yeah. So the massage robot, $310,000. Sounds like Massage Envy is still going to be in business and Elements Massage time. and, and uh, your, your, you know, Chinese Massage and all those. Yeah, I'm going to do some right. basic math, but let's just say uh, you're doing That's it. That's 3,100 massages before you cover the cost of the robot. At $100 a pop. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You did the math in your head. Let's just drop the zero. I haven't brought. had enough coffee. Sorry, I saw the sunrise today. I'm awake. So how many days is that? Divide that by 12. How many days? Yeah. Of massage? Yeah. Day of mas- it's, it's So 3,100 divided by 12. Why do you want to do that? Why 12? How many a month? How many a day? You're going to do 12 hours worth of them. You're going to start at 8 a.m. and you're going to yeah, shut down you just, shop. You at... just sell one to the New England Patriots. You got 55 people. I mean, it's, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, but you can still only do 12 a day at an hour a pop. Sure, that's fine. It's 258 days. Yeah. To yeah. pay for itself. Totally. We should buy these. <laughs> Timeshare okay. massage robot? No, not not for us to make a billion dollars. Here's the real question, and I'm going to challenge the scope of this podcast very fast here. Oh, there's what, no such thing as scope here. What is What is legal? With a massage robot versus what's legal with a massage therapist. <laughs> All bets are off with the robot. Like, can you? Of course you can. can you bet? Yeah. So there you go. Of course you can. So is that part of the algorithm? Are we doing shiatsu? Sure. I mean, is, how, what's this massage robot's capability? Is it just simply just running a Theragun over your whole body? It looks like it's got like a little rolly marble on the end of it that's about the size of a baseball, and it's going to go up and down and do the thing. Mm-hmm. Do I but still you hear could the put waterfall an ETI music? Quick change on. Well, of course you do. Are you are you putting? Uh, is there like what what is? How are we sanitizing between you and me? I was say, where's the applicator for the massage oil? Yeah, that's that was my next question. <laughs> With the roller ball. Yeah. So again, having built some robots, it's just a lubrication pump. Okay. So we're <laughs> I'm sorry. This is going to get real weird. This has weird got nothing best. to do with the robot giving a rub and tug yet. We're just talking yet. about No, I'm massage. waiting for the hand gestures that are going to accompany this conversation for those of you that are sitting at home. Well, can, how do you oh. communicate with a robot and and um, and tell the robot to stay on your left foot because that's where you've got some, you know, well, obviously there's going to be an app. I just gonna say. I gotta what look at my screen while I'm getting a massage. I don't want to do that. Maybe what? there's an iPad underneath the little foot thing or the face thing. Can I pillow. tell Siri to focus on my left foot? Yeah, as long as you speak English. Why? Why has it got to be limited to English? Because I'm not paying money for the other languages. Oh, so the new three hundred and ten thousand dollar robot. We're just buying the English package. <laughs> it <it's> severely <laughs> limits our. I mean, I'm I'm catering to our demographic here in the Twin Cities, okay. and the bulk of it's English. Okay, so then we're gonna have. We're going to have somebody up front for 20 bucks an hour coordinating the mm-hmm. ins and outs of uh, the person yeah. into the massage room. 
and then we're just not going to pay a massage therapist. And then our yeah. ROI is 18 months, which is totally feasible for most financial models. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Someone's got to set the robot. Remember that? Um, well, he's got the robot experience. That's why it's we have on the a podcast. cart. It comes pre-assembled. Let me you just re- lay on the cart. Yeah. Let me rephrase this. Hey, there's no sexual harassment suits with this <laughs> robot. That's what I see as a big liability right? insurance drop. Like, no, like what, what did you call it? The homing ability to where if I were to lay on the, the mat, the, the bed compared to you laying on the bed. Oh, well, we got cameras for that. We got cameras for that. That's just tension and, it's like and when you, calibration. When you, yeah, like I, uh, that's where, you know, you, you ride the roller coaster and you're next to the individual you that's nude? taller than you. <laughs> In the bar only goes so far. I mean, I suppose you wouldn't have to be, but why wouldn't you be? Well, I mean, of course you would be. Yeah. This would be great for people that just don't want to get massages because they're afraid of being uh, molested. Yeah, I have that fear, too. I I, I don't know. I've never had that experience, but I'm a white male, so I'm very fortunate. I I don't know. The more I think about this, number one. 310 grand, that's, that's, I mean... What do you, where's the unit, where's the uh, price break at five? I don't know. So we're at, we're now we're at 1.2 million for five robots, five different sites, three different sites, right? Yeah. And apparently it has sophisticated algorithms and equations that process parameters from a database, such as tool ID, location, duration, path, speed, and force. So are they going to be like Mercedes and say that you can get the acceleration package for an extra SaaS uh, upgrade on your monthly, uh, software package i don't think so i think Did it's just trying recently? to mm-hmm. yeah well i was gonna say now i have to have an account yes, it has to have memory totally. to my account there's data to my account like well, you yeah. said my left foot versus my right foot my right shoulder versus my left now i have to have you know my paying for that storage fee i would like the idea though that the massage robot is actually going to give you 60 minutes of massage versus you're like wait a second that was 55 <laughs> <laughs> And, and the waterfall interlude, like, I didn't need that. Like, no. Just give me the damn right. rub, yeah. you know? Right. But how do you get the uh, pressure points right around the cranium and the neck? I mean, that's a very tenuous and sensitive area amongst other places. <laughs> well, and doubly, like, those are places where you, like, I think about the middle of your back, you can't push too hard, right? Like, you're not going to break someone unless they're old. What do you mean unless? There's all kinds of people that could be broken. Yeah, but compared to like around your neck and around your head, way different, right? Okay. Like, because there's less beef there. Sure. So you're right. It would be, I don't know. You should ask these people. Maybe we should call them. I think you should. I'm on it. Do that. Do they have financing available? Everybody has financing available. So how is this any different than the experience I get in those uh, chair pods in the airport? My clothes are on. Those are a thing. Perm- like those have like a static setting, no matter who sits in them. And they're not sanitary. Well, <clears throat> I mean, you're clothed. So. Sure. It's as sanitary as the seat you sit in in the airplane. Right. Right. Um, so I still need the waterfall music. I still need the dark room. I still need... Uh, Ooh, I want heated. I want a heated bed. I love when they put the heating pad totally. down and uh, you yeah, 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 the heated yeah. bed. And then you right, need, uh, what else do you need? You need the lubricant. Mm-hmm. And then you need the aromatherapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is this all integrated into the arm? Are they waving the aromatherapy above my head <laughs> with another <laughs> axie? No. They're not? Sure looks like it's just two robots on a bed. 
But this person here put it in a window right next to the beach, which looks really relaxing. You don't even need the music. You just... You got the beach. Yeah. So if you can buy like a piece of real estate in San Diego on the beach to do this in. I like how the footnote Then is. the robot's only $320,000. But you can save money on the music. Yeah, the Porsche Dakar is only two twenty four. You know, And that goes off-road. <laughs> <laughs> That'll massage you as well. Yeah. What about the blankets around. and stuff though too? Like it I don't think it does any of that. No, Looking we still need it. a you still need an individual. That's the twenty dollar an hour person that that, yeah. that you know assists the ins and outs. Mm-hmm. It seems like it'd be cheaper just to build a uh, a uh, sensory deprivation tank lab. Mm-hmm. You can go in there and you know, work your mind out. Right. Salt Have you ever sat in like body. the the water gun massage thing like at the mall? Oh, aren't those made here? I don't. I've never sat in one though. Never I've walked past one. it a million times, and I'm like, huh? And I'm like, eh. I can't remember last time I was <laughs> in a mall. Oh man, you know it's sad. I don't know if we can still be friends. I love the mall. Right, yeah, once a week. Once a week, you go for a walk or what? Yeah, whatever. Right? You need coffee beans. You need. Hot topic visit, yeah. Hot topic, bath bombs. Uh, <laughs> oh well, clearly we've uh, strayed far, far, far away from surgical robots. Right, right. But I think to your point, Charlie, the investment should continue in surgical robots versus massaging robots. Oh, that's, I think that's just. An, I think it's both. I think that's just going to happen. It is. I mean, yeah. you if you if you can do. I mean, what's the surgery robot go for? Probably an order of magnitude up, so three point two million dollars. Mm. Wow. And then, uh, yeah, so I can get a massage robot, which is just a co-robot with a Theragun on the end of it. Yippee skippy. I think Theraguns are in sale right now. Amazon, Happy Friday, shopping deals. Well, there's the Chinese version, which is like $80, and Mm -hmm. it's pretty darn good. Don't get the uh, attachments for your jigsaw. It's not that great. And the jigsaw is really loud, and it really ruins the mood. So apparently, and this is an article dated... I don't know, 2016, a single surgical robot is about $2 million. Yeah, yeah so, so with inflation, you were yeah, right on, 3.2. Nailed it. And the tooling is also not inexpensive, which, duh. Mm-hmm. Duh. That's duh. why Stryker has a stock price. Right. Yeah. They say it costs, the surgery itself costs three to $6,000 more than traditional surgery. Yeah, but what's the outcome? Uh, success rate. Do they have uh, 2016 data on that? I'm scrolling rapidly here. I'd be curious. I mean, I'm pretty sure if I have to, uh, if, if the results of today's uh, imaging shows that I have any required surgery, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a manual process, traditional. I don't think he's uh, firing up Da Vinci anytime soon. It's not that fancy. I understand Da Vinci generally gets used for like trimming of uh, cancerous, uh, you know, pancreases and could be uh, stomach, uh, yeah, functions or liver. Biopsies. Sure, sure. Brain games. Ugh. Yeah. The guy at hockey last night, so I played with a guy, he's 82 years old, had a double hip replacement at the same time. So same day. So just cut my waist out and then replace it with titanium. So whoever the doctor was that he found in St. Paul, apparently this guy is like one of 12 in the country. Talk about bone saw manipulators. Like <laughs> minimally invasive double hip replacement. What's minimally invasive? I'm it's guessing, like saying it's a it's a micro monster truck. I mean, what so, are we talking about? So here? I read, did some research on the internet, and it looks like you lay down and they cut like 
a little incision in your hip, sure. right? Sure. And they're able to just go it like I'm, I'm guessing a, a hole the size of a baseball or smaller, mm-hmm. like because mm-hmm. obviously you have to get it in and out. Obviously, but it is a joint. But this guy walked out same day. Good. And Crazy. now he's playing hockey against you. And he's 82 years old. And he's probably faster than me. Well, that doesn't say much. Well, it doesn't, but he's at 82. hips. Maybe that's an advantage. Uh, I hear they only last 10 years, though. That's the problem. So I've had this debate with my dad around his knees because he's he got need... knees that are shot. And he yeah. has to be waiting, isn't he? Yeah, he's like, well, I'm going to wait. And I'm like, well, that's miserable. Yeah, quality of life, brah. But how do you not, like... We have all these things that thread on and thread off, and I'm making gestures. You'd be like, effectively, they cut off your leg bone, cut off your leg bone, and your pound in a new joint. Your femur, yes. Yeah. And it's incredibly um, how do we archaic. Make, how do we not make that like a threaded quick disconnect so when the actual piece of delrin or whatever the hell's in between the two joints wears out? Delrin's you, an alloy? Is it metal on metal? Or do oh, they have I a piece of plastic in there? I don't know. That's a good point. Either way, how is that not interchangeable after the fact? Because they don't look at it as a uh, installation base that they can mine, like we do in machine building. It's Correct. about to be as all these old people retire and don't die. Correct. I mean, people are living too long. Yeah. But that's yeah. your dad's waiting and waiting, you said, because he was given a lifespan of 10 years on the new knee. Correct. And he wanted to wait to get it because he didn't want to have to do it twice. Which is a poor sales perspective from the surgeon. They should just hand him a punch card. Correct. And be like, hey, dude, you got two knees. They're good for 10 years of pop. Here's your punch card. On the third knee, your fourth knee is 50% off. Right. But they're having him wait. And so to your point, quality of life to wait based on the lifespan of a joint. And then your cardio goes down in that 10 years. And he's miserable. Yeah. 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 So what's he going to do? Well, I think he's waiting. I told him, him otherwise. Like, well, I'm trying. So I'm the trying. threaded the threaded point, I mean, I don't see why that wouldn't work. Yeah, or I don't know, some sort of locking pin or look, we're we're mechanical folk. Like Yeah. Pick Just away. Make sure it's metric. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's toolless? Sure, but I just wanna I want an M eight thread when I uh, thread that new knee in there, man, into that femur. In the top of my... Just because it's a finer thread pitch? Well, and it's in case I want to get a replacement in Germany. <laughs> well. <laughs> Fair point. <Yeah. laughs> what if I move? You yeah. Know? How was, yeah, how was SBS? Sorry to go completely left turn on speaking was, of Europe. It was great. It was, um, it was great to see all the old friends in Europe. Uh, the show was definitely um, lower attendance in terms of vendors or manufacturers. They did a good job of hiding the fact that there were entire lanes, you know, not filled with booths. Really? There was, yeah, there was no, as we call it affectionately, and this is not derogatory, we call it China Lane. Like, China Lane wasn't there. And so. Oh, all the really rad stuff that, like, doesn't have a brand or representation. Yeah, it's like it's, clearly. It's literally just symbols. Yeah. And, and then they have where they're from, and they may have a, you know, an English name. And then they have a couple people sitting there and you're like, oh, you can get, you know, terminal blocks from, you know, some alley in Shenzhen mm-hmm. and uh, it, you can buy them uh, 10,000 for a dollar fifty, you know? Yeah. And it's like, okay, if you really want to have, you know, terrible terminal blocks, but you just need to make a quick connection, 
you can do that. So all of China Lane was gone. Uh, Siemens still had their whole building in 11, which was great. And they were doing <laughs> of course their, they had their own building. They were doing a, a great deal. And I, I kind of developed, um, I've, I've been there enough that I just started walking into areas I wasn't supposed to be. Like I got, I got behind it, you know, access points and just acted as if. And uh, it's amazing what you can do if you just put your phone up to your head and uh, pretend that you have to take this call and you're just looking for a quiet area and just let you walk around. And I, I saw some things. It was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, it, it uh, it's always great. I'm glad that they moved the fair to the beginning of uh, November versus it's generally this week. Yeah, and generally week. I'm yep. flying home today. Yep. Um, and it's a long, long day, but it's it's doable. Um, so earlier November, bravo to SPS on that. Um, the sausages at, at the Wona booth were fantastic as always. Um, Schmerzel had a Lamborghini up front, um, which was kind of ridiculous because they can't ship anything. That's totally got something to do with safety and connection. Well, so there's a Lamborghini right? model that has, it's called the, uh, STO, which is, you know, Italian for like track ready, gnarly. But STO in our industry also means safe torque, torque off. off. So, you know, <laughs> bravo to the owner of Schmerzel for finding another reason to buy a fancy car and call it a safety car. You know, genius. <laughs> what a reach. I mean, it's it's out there. It's almost like justifying going to strip clubs with your customers. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, we all have our business Entertainment, practices. Entertainment, third exactly. party with customer, I exactly. think is what Concur classifies that as. Yeah. Um, Rockwell uh, reused their um, VR bubbles mm-hmm. uh, in the booth. The egg chairs. Yeah. yeah those yeah, are going to be around for a long time. Yeah, you guys yeah, are they paid for them. They're using them definitely all using day, those. every day. Yeah, <laughs> I felt really, bold, you know, just... It kind of, I was like watching a substitute teacher lead a class. Yes. Like, here, class, here's the video we're going to watch because your teacher's not here today. And that's what that person had to do yeah. consistently for three days of in a row. putting these people into these pods, putting VR headsets on them, yeah. and then guide them through this virtual contact. Yeah. Room. Yeah. And do Have you, know, you done it? No. It's pretty cool. So I get it. I watch it. I, I mean, I don't, I, I just, I can't commit. To the 25 minutes. Like, I, I get it in, you know, four minutes, and I'm like, okay, that's cool. Thanks. But you should wear the headset once. I totally should. It changes. Yeah. And I'd rather eat mushrooms. <laughs> yes. <Yeah, so laughs> I don't think we're handing those out in our booth. But, I mean, <laughs> my point is, is, like, mushroom psilocybin only happens in your head, and they're recently voted legal in the whole state of Colorado. Um so and VR only happens in your head is my is my sure. That's oh, that's my the context. jump. That's, that's the jump. jump. That was okay, one good. hell of a okay. leap. Yeah, there. Wow. yeah, tigers can do twenty feet in one bound. I can do that. So you know, <laughs> Charlie the tiger. On that note, we should probably wrap her up. Uh but yeah, fun chat, fun chat. Bravo, surgical robot people. Thank you for all your work. Yep, making us healthier. We'll be finding you. Hopefully not. <laughs> it's inevitable. Thank you. And that's a wrap for today. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed your time with us, please like and subscribe. Keep the letters coming to automationadvocates at gmail.com. Until next time, thanks for listening. The opinions in the show are ours and not representative of our employers. While normally polished, occasionally we might slide off the rails and into the ditch. Forgive us for that one.
This episode's brought to you by Newton's Ninja. Do you work with load cells? Pressure transducers? Newton's Ninja is a simple and nimble force verification system weighing in at less than 25 pounds. Newton's Ninja enables users to calibrate load cells and compression and tension up to 5,000 pounds of force. Each Newton Ninja's kit includes a reference load cell and a digital indicator, each with a NIST traceable certificate. Head over to newtonsninja.com, use the code ADVOCATES to get a $300 discount on any of the three sizes of Newton's Ninja kits. That's newtonsninja.com.